BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With us is Monroe Anderson. It's Monroe Wednesdays on the Ben Jarofsky Show. What do we call it? Midday with Monroe? Midweek with Monroe? Monroe Midweek. Monroe midweek, yeah. All right. Uh, alliteration good. is important. Alliteration is very important. It was Monroe Monday. We want some continuity. So it was Monroe Monday. Now it's Monroe midweek. Well, whatever it is, it's Monroe Anderson, the legendary Chicago journalist, uh, former press aide to Gene Sawyer, comes on the show every Wednesday to talk about Trump, 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 and Trump. And uh, usually I'm sitting across the table from Monroe in the studio, but we're doing this over phone. I'm outside. I'm in my attic overlooking the brown line, and he's in his home. Monroe, are you getting out a little more? I'm getting worried about you. You should get some fresh air every now and then. Yeah, no, 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 no fresh air yet. I, I've got, I'm going to try and do that this weekend. I've been, I've been uh, settling in place uh, for 16 days now. Wow, sixteen days. Yeah, but fortunately, I got a big house, three stories, and I got I, I have a sixty-five inch screen TV. <laughs> so whether I'm watching the news or watching uh, Netflix, it's okay. All right. Well, I I already it's, told you to watch. No exercise. No exercise. Walk up and down the stairs a little bit. Uh, go into the backyard. Get some fresh air. All right. The the TV was key. You're obsessively watching the news. You're following the news, uh, as you have been yeah. throughout the Trump uh, it, uh, administration since the moment Trump uh, was sworn in. You've predict, been predicting that he will be defeated. We're going to cover all these issues today. I think uh, Joe, even Joe Biden, as bad as he is, could beat him. But I'm not convinced that Joe Biden will be the candidate. Um, but let's before we get to that, let's talk about the latest. Okay, because it's okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to Joe. We'll get to Joe. I know yeah, you. We'll get to Joe. Be a little bit off track. Yeah, okay. Be a little bit off track. <laughs> Wouldn't would be the first time we didn't see eye to eye on something. Uh, but uh, definitely, we don't see eye to eye on Joe Biden. All right. Um, uh, but let's get back to something that you and I had a conversation a little while ago. The polls. For a moment, there yeah. was there was an article in the New York Times. My poor wife saw it. She dislikes Trump as much as you do, Monroe. And she goes, oh, my God, people are falling for Donald Trump. And I'm like, no, no, no. And then sure enough, there was a poll that was just released today uh, that shows he's sort of back where he started from in terms of like 45% of the people like him and right. uh, will vote right. for him no matter what. And the rest of the country right. doesn't really like him. Talk about well, the polls. Right. And we'll have to see if the no matter what holds, because as the more and more hospitals become overcrowded mm-hmm. and more and more um, people have friends, relatives dead from the virus, they're not going to, and, and he continues to have these press conferences where he's lying about everything. I, I think there might be a, a, a drop 
more of a drop in back to normal. You mean a drop even among his supporters? I don't see that. Yes. Yes. Around some of his supporters, not all of them. Some of them would go to go to the grave for him. Monroe, let me. Get, but, I know. Uh, I, I know you know what I'm about to say, but let's just re- take a moment to reflect on this madness. There are Trump supporters out there who are, want to pack churches to show their right. defiance of the doctors right. and the scientists who say this is a serious illness. So. That that's almost like people who are go off a cliff for for the man. That's a level right. of loyalty I I don't think I've seen in national politics. Right, they they are a cult, and they need an intervention. <laughs> and uh, what about that that number that reaches highest sixty percent approval rating, which? Uh, I found it was pretty astounding. Right. What'd you make of that? Yeah, well, that's the 60 cent approval rating was for how he's been handling the, a pandemic crisis. Mm-hmm. And um, his, his, um, his, the Trump nuts, those people that support him, regardless, have been citing that to me on, on Facebook as, a, as an example of how he's turning things around. The only problem with that is that when W. Bush had the crisis with 9-11, he had 90% approval rate. What generally happens is whenever there is a national crisis, the American people rally to support the president. Trump's rally is 60%. And if it's gone back down, then it's 45%. Because throughout the three years he's been there, he's basically been a 41 to 45% president. Mm-hmm. Which does not win you elections unless there is a three-way split. When you talk about the American people rallying behind the president, you're absolutely correct. I've seen it happen many times uh, in, in my lifetime. In fact, there's a... A notion. I remember when Clinton was in trouble in the '90s, and all of a sudden he um, he had the the military bomb. I forget Somalia, I think it was, uh, and and pretty much most folks just viewed that as an attempt to sort of gin up a war that would force people to rally around him at this moment of crisis. Did you ever feel right. anything remotely resembling like rallying around Donald Trump uh, as you found yourself hunkered down in your your house in Chicago? Did you ever feel that? Did you personally ever feel like, oh, I should rally around my president? No. <laughs> and, it, and if I had, my wife would have called guys with with uh, straight jackets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If she had known I had lost my mind. Now, the man is horrible. <laughs> I mean, he, I, I cannot think of a more despicable human being on the earth right now. Well, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) No, well, okay. A despicable American president. Yeah, I I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, he he hasn't intentionally killed anyone to our knowledge yet. Yeah. 
but his, his, his incompetence and his narcissism has led to the death of some of these approaching 4,000 people in America who have died. It's almost up to 4,000. If you recall, a month ago, he was saying that it was a hoax and that it's 15 people and that was going to go down and the, the, the um, virus gonna, was going to magically disappear. Well, that hasn't happened. Yeah. And now he's freaked out because this is what he's facing. He's facing somewhere, according to the experts, between 100,000 and 240,000 American deaths from the coronavirus. He's facing a great depression. They're predicting that as many as 30% of Americans will be out of work. The Great Depression, it was a little little shy of 25%. Mm. The one in 1929. And that didn't do so well for um, Hoover or Wilson. Yeah. No. And, mm-hmm. yeah, he, and, and he's facing the fact that he's never been popular among the American people. He, he, except for a couple of outliers, he's never polled above 50% in the approval polls. Uh, and, uh, okay. And yet, Democrats creep, the Democrats creep, keep shaking and quaking about worrying about whether he's going to win or not, which is amazing. It is amazing. And I, I, and I want to give you credit for being consistent, at least. And not wavering. You, you and I don't agree on everything on politics, but in this point, you've been absolutely rock steady in your conviction that Donald Trump will be defeated. You've made other predictions that have right. come wrong. Although, although I was, I was in error because I had him being removed from office, but I, I could not. I could in my wildest dreams, I couldn't. Imagine the Republican Party being as corrupt and 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 and, and power grabbing mm-hmm. as they are, and so they've been willing to put up with anything that he's done to try and re- um, remain in power. Well, uh, to th- you know, I thought they'd be a little more patriotic. No. To that point, I want to discuss, discuss, we'll get to the Biden issue. Uh, Might as well get to it sooner or later. But I wanted to get into it by talking about an article, a fascinating article I read in the New Yorker last week. And I wrote about it for the reader. I'm going to uh, mention it to you, go into a little detail with you. It it talks about a woman named Sarah Longwell, who is a Republican operative. One of those, uh, hit them hard, hit them twice, hit them dirty if you have to. Republican operatives right. uh, that have emerged. Yeah, and she, on the other hand, in addition to being that, uh, she is a never-Trumper. She despises Trump probably as much as you do for her own reasons, and she's been trying to rally yeah. Republicans to uh, turn against Trump almost from the moment he took the nomination. Uh, and her conclusion from her efforts to get the Senate 
to her unsuccessful efforts, I should say, to get the Senate to uh, impeach Trump, to vote, to remove him from office, is one, Republicans uh, were cowards in that they were just too chicken to defy Trump, and two, that Democrats were bafflingly timid in the reluctance to go head-on hard at Trump for the notion that they didn't want to look too political. They didn't want to offend swing voters by making it seem they were too partisan, as though they were just like, you know, without partisanship, looking at facts as opposed to trying to remove this disaster from office. And she, her point was you cannot beat Republicans playing that timid game because they play to win. And this is something that I've been arguing right. forever. Republic, Democrats delude themselves, Monroe, when they think you've got to play to this bipartisan yeah, well, okay. spirit. Go ahead. May, may, may I point out the obvious? Yes. And that is that would be white liberal Democrats. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because I mean, if you look at what black people did in the primary so far, I mean, they weren't timid about it at all. I mean, you know, uh, you look at um, Fiber, you look at Maxine Waters, it's a long list of people. I mean, they have not dipped their tongue. You know, Maxine Waters was calling for Trump's impeachment uh, shortly after I started. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she didn't know about my calling for it, too. So this was independent of me. But we both came to the same conclusion. And so they, they, they um, demonized her early on. You know, she was stupid. She was bad. Um, I mean, which is what the Republicans do. If, if, if they consider you a threat, if, if they figure out how to demonize you. Mm-hmm. By the I've way, got, with, with some of the uh, Republicans, uh, Trump nuts I fight with on Facebook, uh, they call me stupid. You know, these people who are these are people who didn't go to college uh, and who are losers overall, and. Um, I'm the stupid one. Yeah. Well, I don't say what they think I should say. To that list, I would add, of course, the late Elijah Cummings, the congressman from uh, uh, Baltimore. I would add add him to that list. Uh, But all right. Right. So I'll rephrase the sentence. The the white liberal strategist. Okay. We'll leave it there. uh, Have consistently. advise the Democrats to hold back, to mute their uh, attack against Trump out of fear of alienating swing voters. And I feel that's a losing, that's a losing strategy for Democrats. It undercuts the message that they should be promoting, which is the man is a freaking lunatic. Right. Exactly. You know, I mean, it was another fascinating factor in this is that the strategy of the Republicans right now is to make Joe Biden senile and not up to step anymore. 
Biden is an old man. He may not be as sharp now as he was um, 10 years ago. Although one could argue that Biden was never that sharp. <laughs> but the thing is, he is not as senile as Trump. As, as you know, I've also been arguing that I, I thought that, um, pointing out that I thought that Trump had um, early onset um, Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. He can't, he, Trump had trouble remembering from one day to the next what position he did. Yeah. You know, and people have been attributing it to him not having any core anything. But I, I think he also forgets what he said. He, he is he is so from the gut that he 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 forgets what his position was. Okay. All right, let's deal with Biden. Okay. Let's deal with Biden. Look, if 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 your defense of Joe Biden is that yes. as senile as he seems, he's not as senile as Trump. That's hardly yeah. a ringing defense I, 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 of I, I, Joe I, I, Biden. I senile than your guy, To say that, yeah, he's a little senile, but he's not as senile as Trump, that's hardly... Exactly. Exactly. That's not going to get anybody off the chair to go vote. Let's vote for the less senile oh, they got to vote for. Yeah, they got to vote for. They got to vote for. They don't get off... They're not going to be dancing in the streets and jumping up and down. But this is for you and your Bernie bro, (laughs) who like to talk about the enthusiasm for Bernie. Well, you were enthusiastic at 30%. There's 30% of you who are out there who are enthusiastic, and that will not get him the election. It didn't get him the election for, for, for Biden. All right, now. Whereas with, with the average voter, it's like, okay, you know, Joe's okay. He reminds me of my grandpa, somebody, <laughs> who always used to come by and bring me a gift and, at Christmas time. And he was always fun to talk to. Uh, I've got, you know, I, I like to see him every once in a while. All right. But me, that's what we need. That's, that's what the American, this is what I'm going to tell you why Biden is still. Go ahead. Because Trump has been such a horror yeah. and is still a horror that what the American people want is Biden's version of no drama Obama, where things are just settled now and it's not uh, a crazy thing going on every day. And crazy stuff going on. Yeah, if you recall back in the Obama days, the controversy was that Obama was somewhere in a tan suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Let me just defend myself for a moment here. I always get a kick out when I get into these discussions slash debates slash arguments with uh, Biden bros. Did you hear that, Monroe? Biden bros. Uh and they they always I, I never even mentioned Bernie and they always come out. Well, you Bernie bros, blah, blah, blah. So let me make this clear. Yes, indeed. I voted for Bernie. You're right. I voted for him. You know it. Uh, I voted for him in 2016 against Hillary. Voted for him then, yeah, too. But I'm speaking now. Did you vote for you voted for Bernie in 2016? 
No, I okay. voted for Hillary. All right, okay. So I, I voted for Hillary in 2016, um, although I liked Bernie. But I'm a pragmatist, pragmatist when it comes to voting. At this, at this point in my life, I want somebody who can win. Not somebody who uh, gets me all tingly on the inside. <laughs> and then we end up with a truck. But the notion of Bernie getting you tingly on the inside is just a little far fetched me to to picture. But look, let me go back then. So when no, I no, no, I, I really I, 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 in 2016 I loved Bernie for what he said, and, and he forced Hillary to go to the left because yeah. she was she was she would have been in a mad scramble to the middle, or she'd have been triangulating all over the place. <laughs> and he cut that off. Yeah. All right, so let me just go back to my point I was about to make. So okay. when, when I criticize Joe Biden now, I'm not doing it as a Bernie supporter. I, I recognize that I lost. My man lost. I saw it in, in, uh, in primary after primary, caucus after caucus. Most of the Democrats were with you. They they bought the they they signed on to the strategy that you've signed on to, that we need no drama Obama sidekick, uh, in, in the in the to be the nominee, to recapture the magic of Obama. That's what essentially Democrats are trying to do. So I recognize, yeah. I was in the minority. No, they're trying to, no, they're trying to, to make no and boy. The craziness of Trump. All right, fine. That's what, that's what we want. Okay, to oust Trump. But my yeah. po- my point is is that Joe Biden represents the very timidity that we started off discussing on the part of Democrats who won't attack, who promote this notion that there's bipartisanship when it doesn't even exist. Uh, they do. They promote that into win over swing voters who are getting barraged on a regular basis by propaganda by Donald Trump that's going to turn Joe Biden into the second coming of what Fidel Castro. And so, to me, it seems as like the Biden strategy and the strategy of the Democratic centrists it's not gonna work. No, 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 is to no, go no. into a fight with their hand behind your back. Go ahead. Yes, you're fighting last election's war. Again, let me repeat this. Trump, who has been impeached, and that's not even important right now. That, that seems like that was a, a eons ago. He has, he's going to have a 20 to 30% unemployment rate, which is one of the things he had planned to, to run on. Mm-hmm. The stock market is down 25 or 30 percent right now, and it's still plunging. So he's not going to have that to run on. He's going to have a body count with 100 to 200,000 dead Americans. And he didn't act quickly enough on that. The loss may have been half as much. There were going to be some losses. You know, you have a pandemic, people are going to die. Mm-hmm. But if he hadn't chosen for the first six weeks or so to resist doing anything about it and claiming that it's the, the pandemic was a democratic hoax 
to make him look bad that they were successful at impeaching him. So now they're creating this um, hoax. He has nothing, the only thing he has going for him right now, among the people who love him, is that he's stacked the courts with right-wing young white men who are going to be there for a lifetime Mm -hmm. and be able to make our lives miserable for at least a generation. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all he's going to have. The economy, if, if they if they come up with a cure for, or, uh, yeah, cure, let's just, this is a little bit A cure for COVID-19 in three weeks, the toll would have been done. The damage would have been done. Because for the next three weeks, weeks Americans from coast to coast are going to be living in fear. Partly because he, he didn't test and still hasn't tested. So we don't know who has it and who doesn't and where the hot spots are. It's just been mismanaged. And he can lie about it all day long. But in, in these small towns, Midwestern towns, they have their local news. That's not considered the mainstream media and therefore not fake news, not their enemies. Mm-hmm. And those people are going to be getting reports about how this thing is all screwed up. All right, listen, we're you and I are probably going to having this debate for the next several months. So I'm going to suspend it at this moment, let you get the last word in uh, and switch to, uh, to a topic uh, that I'd love to get your thoughts on. And it has to do with the reporter for, I guess she's the reporter for um, uh, PBS, Yamichi Alcindor, and her uh, standoff with Donald Trump. She's earned the respect of a lot of journalists, a lot of reporters, old reporters like myself are cheering her on. And I know... um, I know you must have felt the same way when you saw that uh, go down. Uh, again, she was asking a, a perfectly legitimate question of Donald Trump at the last uh, press conference on Sunday. Time, this is, mm-hmm. Yeah, Trump doesn't. Trump Trump does not like strong, intelligent women, and especially strong, intelligent women that are asking him tough questions, and especially black strong, intelligent women that are asking him questions. This is not his first battle. Um, there's, God, I'm, I'm blaming on her name right now. But she's a reporter for Black National Radio. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And, you know, he, he did the same thing with her. Uh, so, and, and Yamish is young. Yeah, she's, she's, she's a good reporter. She, 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 she was at the New York Times mm-hmm. before she went to PBS. I think she, got, she, I think she uh, went to PBS uh, a year ago, maybe. But she's a strong reporter. She's a good reporter. And this, this is the thing, uh, it, it, it appears to me, I could be wrong, but this is my impression, is that... Um, White people are intimidated by Trump because they're afraid that he may say something bad about them that will impact friendships or family relations or something. I don't know why he intimidates them so. 
black people or not, because we are pretty much united in um, having decided that he is a white nationalist and that we just want him out of there. And so anybody who, who does anything to help do that, we cheer on. So she's not going to lose any friendships or relationships for taking Trump on. Well, one of the, uh, the the really ironic twists uh, that Donald Trump uh, and his backers have been promoting is that uh, the mainstream media, and Alcindor works for PBS, so it doesn't get much more mainstream right. than that. Uh, the mainstream yeah. media has a bias against Trump. And so that scene where she stands up and she asks her questions and then he counters her by saying she's being mean spirited uh, and nasty you know, right. and, uh, and she persists with her questions and then he, he puts her down. I don't remember that. He goes, well, you used to work for the New York times. I could see why you don't work there anymore. Right. Like it's a demotion to go work for right. PBS. Uh, and right. is all set to heighten this notion, which is a complete farce that somehow or other the mainstream media is more favorable to Democrats than they are to Republicans. The Chicago Tribune has been promoting that one for so long. I just got to shake my head in disbelief at it one Monroe. Uh, But that that's what he's trying to do in this moment. And that's what he does. Not he's trying to do that. That's one of his, his main weapons. But this is his problem is that, it works for the 40% that support him, who are 90-some percent Fox News viewers. And so they're getting their information off of Fox, and that means that a lot of things that aren't being told, there's a lot of omissions going on there. And even when they're told things, it's uh, propaganda in many instances. So that's what they... And they believe that stuff. Now, when I fight with them on Facebook, one of their favorite counters is when I give them a news story, well source, that contradicts what they believe. They go, oh, um, CNN, ha, 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 <laughs> yeah. you, you call that a source? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, the New York Times or the Washington Post or... USA Today, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's, it, because it's not Fox or Newsmax or Breitbart, then it has no validity whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Monroe, when you started out, I won't give the decade, Monroe, Monroe's my uh, generation. You Were you the first Tribune City Hall reporter, black City Hall reporter? Yes. And did you, were you ever treated the way uh, Trump treated Alcindor? Were you ever treated that way by a, a yes. mayor or an alderman? Talk about it. No, it was by um, Eddie, the Zodiac. I was asking him a question. And apparently the question was too long. And so what he said to me, um, ask the question, don't make a speech. And the rest of the city, a couple of the city hall reporters gasped because they couldn't believe that he would say that to a Chicago Tribune reporter. Mm-hmm. 
And then, of course, uh, Bert threatened to uh, have my my um, paycheck because he's chief of finance. And so he, he threatened to have my, my paycheck taken out of the budget because um, I was interviewed as press secretary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're, so, yeah. Anyway, you're, with, with Zodiac, yeah, mm-hmm. she challenged me. But no mayor No mayor ever did it. All right, but no mayor. Yeah. No, because I didn't cover any mayor. I covered her a lot. He's not gonna do it. Well, you know, Harold Washington no. was known to get irritated at reporters. I remember him getting irritated at Walter Jacobson more than once. Uh, but yeah. then he would always, if he got, if he lost his temper, he would, ah, oh, you know, I didn't mean that. It's the heat of the battle, you know, and you're an outstanding. Then he would throw you a compliment or two. Oh, that's a great question. Man, only, you're the only yeah. person who could come up with a question so insightful, you know, something like Make you feel good. Right. So, uh, yeah. yeah. No, because Harold, besides being brilliant, Harold was a great BS artist, too. <laughs> In a good way. In a good way. In a good yeah, way. Right. No, uh, yes, in a very good way. Make you feel good when you ask, well, that's a, what, where'd you come up with that question? That's, uh, right. anyway, uh, we have come to the end of the segment. We're going to, uh, uh, call it for, quits for the day, Monroe. Stay safe. Get out there. Get some fresh air every now and then. And we'll do it again next week, all right? All right. Okay. You take care. That's the great Monroe Anderson. I'm Ben Jarofsky. Take-